This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. Arguably the most excited I think either of us have been to do an episode since these playoffs started because last night was arguably the, I don't know, I was going to say best night so far. It's one of the best nights of playoff basketball I've seen in a long time, just in terms of one of the best games we've seen. Best game one, maybe. And then the circumstances of the second game. Um, cause I was planning on getting right into the heat game cause I was assuming, Hey, Clippers will probably win game seven and it'll be Clippers Lakers. And yeah, that's great. But the heat Celtic series looks like it's going to be bad ass. Like we thought. Yes, it does. But, but we can't start there. No, no, can we, we? no, we cannot start there. Holy moly. What the uh, frig, man. I mean, golly, it, you know what? So the nuggets for those who are literally lost and not you're you're not you're not actually a fan of the nba if you don't know this already but the the nuggets beat the clippers in game seven come back from 3-1 for the second time in the playoffs in a row two straight series they're seven and one in elimination games over the last two years they're six and oh in these playoffs in elimination games it's insane um they beat and, and they didn't just beat the clippers they stomped their asses they won 10489. That doesn't even tell the story. Like you you texted me. Can I can I can I talk about your bet? Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. So you texted me at the end of the third. Yep. And you it said right as the fourth quarter was starting. And you said, yep. I just put 50 on the Clippers. And I texted you back and, immediately and I was just like, Ugh, that's a bad bet. Clippers are done. They looked cooked in the third quarter. It this game was over in the third quarter. So it was it was an eight point deficit at the time. Um, Fifty dollars is a big bet for me. I'm not like like I bet on a lot of stuff, but I don't you know I don't go crazy with the amounts. Um, it looked like a value bet. Like you've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in a game seven, and it's an eight point deficit. And we know it's well established the Clippers are the more talented team. Although now that is up for debate. Um, and not only is it not close, it turned into a fucking blowout. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, it, I, yeah. And I, like, I'm not. I'm not mad about losing the bet. You know, I I bet it because I thought there was value there. There wasn't. I had a terrible read on the game. But the Nuggets absolutely deserve to win that series. Um, I know oh, you have yeah. a ton to say about the Clippers. I'm not going to steal your thunder there. Oh no. Well, okay. So what a what a disaster. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I'll, I'll be interested in your take on this because we've we've gone back and forth on this a little bit, and I think I even might have talked with Zaslow about it yesterday. I know, first of all, 
let me just put this out there in the world right now. If you don't believe it, go back to game, go back to after game four of the Clipper series. I said it then that if the Clippers lost in these playoffs early, we would be reevaluating Kawhi's legacy. I said it yesterday that we'd be reevaluating Kawhi Leonard's legacy. And wait till tomorrow when every national media outlet is reevaluating Kawhi Leonard's legacy. Just wait because it's coming. It is absolutely coming. And I get it. Two time finals MVP, it's unheard of to say we have to reevaluate his legacy. I'm not saying we have to reevaluate Kawhi Leonard, the talent, the basketball player, but you really, I'll say it again, I'm not going to go too deep into it. Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson don't get hurt last year. Toronto doesn't win a, ch- a title. Kawhi Leonard doesn't get his second finals MVP. And then he has one title and one finals MVP, and so does Tony Parker, who actually has more finals because he played with the Spurs. Andre Iguodala has a finals MVP. So then it's just like, now what are we talking about? So I'll let them talk about that. But the unfortunate thing about the way this went down is I'd love to spend a ton of time, which we will later, about how Jamal Murray is an absolute legend. I mean, what he's doing in these playoffs is legendary. He had, another, he had 38 in Game 7. He's he looks unbelievable. He, no, he got he got to forty. He, 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 he had forty. Yeah. Oh, because he had yep. those free throws at the end. Which I yep. also fuck Pat Beverly. Just fuck he's him. A, he's just just a fuck bitch. him. Yeah. I, that last play that he fouled Jamal Murray on, he almost hurt him. Yeah, and he also acted like he broke his nose on a play. Like, yeah, and Jamal Murray, you saw how he came down. It looked like he almost yeah. tweaked his ankle. He yeah. almost hurt him. The game was out of hand. There's 25 seconds left, Pat Beverly. You are a non-factor. You're awful. You're turning out to be one of the worst signings in the NBA this year because everyone made such a big deal about Pat Beverly and how they got this deal. He sucked for them in these in the in the whole playoffs. He was bad. So fuck him. And I'm done with that guy. I mean, I already, I already didn't like him that much, but I at least respected him that he was a decent player. But you can't be a shitty player and an asshole. You know I mean? He's a bum. Yeah. Um, so Jamal Murray, legend, another 40 point game. Jamal, Jokic, I compared him to Dirk the other day. He's different than that. I mean, he's not, I'm not putting him on that There's level, a but lot more going on there. Yeah. But, uh, 16 points, 22 rebounds, 13 assists. And I hate that marks, Mark, three blocks, two steals. I hate that Mark Jackson will not just admit that he's the best passing big man ever <laughs> on the broadcast. It's so tiresome. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm still going to put an asterisk. Shut up. He's the best. He's the best. I mean, it's crazy the things that he does. And you saw, I know you saw it now. Like, I mentioned it in the last time we talked about them, that they're running that Dirk play where they're setting the pin down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw it a couple times. They, at the, they replayed it when he came off the pin down and made the left-handed pass to Jeremy Grant under, or Tory Grant or Tory Craig, whoever it was. That was the play. Um, we'll talk, We're going to talk about them a lot because now they're sticking around and it's going to be Lakers Nuggets and God... I'm all in on the Nuggets now. I'm I, rooting for him for sure. I love LeBron. I still love LeBron, and I and well, and I, they got to be. But I, I, you got to root for the Nuggets. How fun is that team? But let's get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm annoyed. Uh, all right. I don't... This was the biggest letdown in NBA history. Period. In my Whoa. opinion, biggest letdown in NBA history, and. The argument that a lot of people will make is because I, again, I was also texting with Zaslow and I said that to him. And he said, the Warriors losing after being up 3 1 in the finals 
is the biggest letdown in NBA history, and everything else is second. At the worst, if you're looking at this series, this is the second. Like, if, if you're saying that's the biggest letdown ever, then this is second. There's no, there's no series, there's never been a series that you could consider. There's been a, a few other three ones, but not with the not with a team like this, not with a team so talented with so much anticipation, whose expectations at the very least were to go to the Western Conference Finals. But mostly for most people, this is a title team. In a year where there was no real locks, this was the team that everyone was like, I'm riding with the Clippers. There was precedent. Kawhi Leonard went to Toronto for one year and won a title. Comes here, has a more talented player with him than he had in Toronto, in Paul George. Has Lou Williams, who's sixth man of the year every year, has one of the best defenders in Pat all this. So just that. And the reason why, to me, it trumps the Warriors losing is because, well, there's, there's a few things. But if you look at that series, game four, Draymond Green gets suspended, doesn't play in game five. That team, although they had the best record in NBA history, was not the best team in NBA history. That team didn't have Kevin Durant. That team losing one player, like Draymond Green, who was so important to them at that time, that's a huge thing. Cleveland goes on to game five and smokes them. Totally changes the momentum of the series. LeBron and Kyrie each had 41 in game five. Right? So now it's 3-2. And at the end of the day, I say this, I've said it a million times. If you have the best player on the floor, you have a chance to win. And LeBron James is the best player on the floor in any series he's ever played in. So while losing in the finals is a huge letdown for a team that had the best record in NBA history, you're also playing against arguably the best player in NBA history, and you're already in the finals. The Clippers lost in the second round to the Nuggets, to a fat Balkan man. Former fat. Former fat Formerly Balkan fat Balkan man with Kawhi Leonard, who I'll admit, we talked about it a few times. I go back and forth all the time on who's the better player right now between Kawhi and LeBron. Yeah, we had a whole discussion about it. Yeah. But to lose this, to be up 3 1, and even just losing the series would have been, to me, one of the biggest letdowns in NBA history. Like I talked about it with Dallas. If they would have lost in the first round to Dallas, I was already ready to put that as one or two as the biggest letdown in NBA history because of the expectation. Doc Rivers, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, this whole thing. He didn't, he could have stayed, and, and, and looking at the Eastern Conference right now, if he was in Toronto, they're, they're winning the title this year. That team is blowing people out in the East with Kawhi Leonard. And they're probably beating the Lakers in the finals. All of that together, how is that not the most disappointing? How is that not the biggest letdown in NBA history? All right, I tend to agree with you. Um, I Here's what I think is going to happen in terms of history and how this is remembered. I think the scapegoat here is going to be the bubble. Um, the Clippers are one of those teams that apparently voted to to end the season. And, you know, the, the whole thing is... To end the season like the when? Whole, 
remember that the reports came out that it was you mean after the jacob blake stuff yeah okay yeah 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 yeah. um and so so i guess what i'm saying is if the clippers go on to reach a couple finals or they get a title with Kawhi, this will be chalked up as the bubble season that was so bizarre and they weren't in the right headspace if it all falls apart after this and the clippers continue to underachieve then then yeah you need to point to this and be like this team was supposed to be elite and they lost to the denver nuggets a young young denver nuggets team that hasn't proven anything yet but i do think you you can't discount the bubble and this and the 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 layers of of things that are going on here mentally with these guys and and that's just um I think going to be the scapegoat. I'm with you. This is a massive letdown. I mean, everybody is dealing, everybody's dealing with the bubble. Everybody's dealing with social, social injustice. Um, so that's not an excuse in my mind, but in, in history, people might look back and point to like, damn, that 2020 season was weird as hell. The bubble is a great point. The bubble will not be mentioned. If the Lakers win the title, it won't be a factor because Ultimately, coming into the season, there were two teams, the Lakers and the Clippers. If the Lakers get it done, the Clippers can't say, oh, it was the bubble, because then how did the Lakers get it done? Now, if Denver beats the Lakers, then the bubble is going to come in. Then they're going to be like, oh, man, it's just weird. Or if the Lakers lose to the Heat or the Celtics, right? Then there's going to still be some like, okay, but then the Nuggets beat the Clippers and, you know, the Heat went on this run when no one expected the heat to make a run and then they beat the Lakers. Okay. The bubble is just weird. But if the Lakers, right, win do, a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, no, like, no, I, but I'm every, saying, yeah, I, I'm yeah. saying you're right. I'm saying you're right about the bubble. Unless the Lakers win a title. If the right, Lakers, but win even the, though, like in my mind, everybody's in the bubble. So there are, there are no excuses. You know what I mean? But I just think, right. But I'm saying that the, you're the, what you're saying is in which I agree with the bubble is going to be looked at as the scapegoat. Yes. And what I'm saying is I don't think that's going to be the case if the Lakers win the title because okay. because people might still do that, Clippers fans in particular, mm. but then you have an easy comeback. Well, then how did the Lakers win? Yeah. It's a bubble. Uh, I mean, if the, it, like if your excuse is going to be, well, the bubble's weird, which it's weird for everybody, but mm. if the excuse is going to be the bubble's weird, which which also like – you're probably right that people are going to do that, but how, I mean, three, one. Yeah. It's inexcusable. Like if, yeah, you, and if, they, lost, to... if they lost like four, two in the nuggets, like dominated the series, you could be like, Oh, this is just weird. Three, one. So I know that you're hammering Kawhi and I can't defend it. He played terrible. Six of 22 in game seven, 14 he played points. terrible, but doc rivers has to get a lot of blame. They were a they mess. All do. They I, were I, a I mess. I think the blame goes, the blame is all over the place. Do you think Doc Rivers' job is on the line here or not a chance? I don't know what to think anymore. I think it is. I, this is like, this is terrible. And Paul George, what the hell? He already admitted, you know, he, he might have had like, there was some anxiety issues with the bubble and things like that. But everybody's in the bubble, man. Yeah, like everybody's and, dealing with anxiety. And let me so tell why? you, and, and the thing is, is like, Zaslow brought it up yesterday. This is the third time now Doc's lost being when he was up 3-1 in the playoffs yeah and sorry to cut you off I, you could make a case he underachieved with that Celtics team he had three Hall of Famers and won one ring 
like is Doc That's Rivers fair. like I, I'm not a Doc Rivers fan. I, I never really have been. I don't have yeah. like a personal. And, what, and his with first him, but... his first stop, you you pr- most people don't even remember that he was in Orlando because he got fired so quickly. Right. Um, but like he has a ring. But like you could say you've got Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce in their prime, and you scrape one ring. Sure. Out of it? Look, Doc could get fired. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. But I don't know what this where this team goes from here, other than just the only, the the biggest thing they need is they got to figure out something with Pat Beverly and they need to get a legitimate point guard in there. I think they need a better rim protector as well. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it's, I think, I think you're not always going to run up against a Jokic. I think their, their defense is pretty elite with what they have. Just yeah. They, right. this, 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 is like, this is a perfect storm, man. Jokic is just, mm. I mean, the, Jokic, I told you after game one, he was not good. And then something clicked where he's like, Wait a minute, Zubac and and Montrez Harrell? Yeah, I'm better than these guys. Um, what did Lou Williams do tonight? He was terrible again. Yeah, he was bad, and they're Three not for getting, eleven. Him and Lou Lou and Pat Beverly are not getting younger. Um, Pat Beverly's awful. Lou Will was awful in the playoffs. I don't know where I don't know what they have. I don't. I we we'll get into them probably later on in the terms of what they go f- do going forward, but like. You got to think they just run it back with this squad and say and chalk it up. Maybe they chalk it up to the bubble and say, "All right, we're making a run next year." Yeah, maybe they come back super motivated. That's the other thing we didn't get into is they they're not playing hard. Like we know that Denver's defense isn't super talented, but they played hard this whole series. Yeah, I don't and they were the better defensive team. That in and of itself is more of a reason for Doc to get fired. Right. They this they team get, they they look like I I don't think I've. I don't think I remember ever watching a game seven where the team with the most to lose in this situation in the third quarter, I was like, this is over. They're done. I'm telling you halfway through the third quarter, I was watching the Clippers and I was like, this game is over. This is unbelievable. What is happening? How about the play? I think in the second quarter, Shamit is playing defense rolls his ankle horribly, can barely get up the court, and they don't call a timeout. Like, what well, no, are it you, wasn't even Doc, just, what are you watching, But it wasn't bro? even just that. Kawhi, tri- like, flies past everybody, drives into three defenders, and then passes it to Landry Shamit, who can't, who can't walk. walk. And then he the nails time. a three. Good on Which him. Which was awesome. But, like, that I, I don't understand it. I don't. You have plenty of timeouts left. You're not in crunch time. This guy can't walk. Just what like, what a what a what an absolute shit show! What a letdown! I mean, there's so many things that are going to be evaluated here. Kawhi's decision to leave Toronto is going to be looked at as one of the dumber moves ever. It, it really is. People are if, going. No, no, no. It, it's going to be. There were the. I'm def- saying if if the Clippers don't go on to have success. Down well, the road. but we can't. Yeah. I mean, we we if. Yeah, if anything. But right now, you can only evaluate on what's happened now. You can't evaluate on what might happen in the future. And as of right now, he left the championship team in a weak conference to go home. And he lost in the second round. And you know who else lost in the second round? The Raptors. So, and and I don't think anybody would argue that if he would be was on the Raptors this year, that team's going to the finals. There's no... Heat are playing great. Boston's playing great. 
they're not beating the Raptors if the Raptors still had Kawhi. It's not happening. So, I mean, the, the Raptors took the took Boston to seven games. It, it's gonna it, the decision looks absolutely idiotic. Biggest letdown in NBA history. One of the worst decisions in NBA history. I mean, it's just everything. Losing in the second round of the Nuggets. Nuggets are good. And we probably under everybody probably underestimated them a bunch, but they were down three one twice. That is the stat that that's the best stat of the NBA playoffs. The first team ever to come back from from in an NBA series. Anybody who's an NBA fan knows when the series gets to three one, you're already looking ahead. You're already looking ahead to who the that team that's up three one is going to play in the next round. The Nuggets have erased that twice back to back. They're a young team. Mike Malone is coaching his ass off. Jamal Murray's yeah. a legitimate stud. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad the Nuggets won the series, and now they get. At least we have a a, a Western Conference Finals where both teams are going to try. I don't have to watch the Clippers yeah. mope around Jokic, the floor. Jokic AD should be fun. Yeah. Um. But we'll get. All right. We'll get more into the Nuggets later in the week because there's another night. What is it? What's tomorrow? Tonight, right? There's no games tonight, so tomorrow. We'll probably start looking a little bit more at the Nuggets. We'll, I'm sure there'll be more fallout on the Clippers. Maybe Doc will get fired tomorrow, today. Who knows? Um, but there's no games tonight, so we'll talk more about this and the Nuggets. Nuggets, Lakers, we'll start breaking that down a little bit tomorrow because we got to talk. We got to talk about, I mean, how do we get? How does the Heat-Celtics game one get overshadowed? Holy crap. But be, even before we get into that, because we were texting about this. ESPN, tighten your shit up, man. Just tighten up. Awful broadcast, man, in that game. They almost ruined a great game. TNT is so clearly superior every single night on those broadcasts. It's not even funny. So many problems. But also, so we've talked about Doris on here. I tell you, I even texted her at one point and said, she's got to calm down. She's she's good, but she's just – she get it a little – too much herself. She was trending again. She was trending again. Was she really? And it's a very short clip, but she was trending for something she said. And out of context, you're not even going to have any context to why, what this is from. But this is why Doris was trending. Hi, Daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if, Hi, oh. Daddy. What is the context? It was oh, them. It was the when Deuce, they were showing the video Deuce. of Deuce and Jason Tatum seeing each other oh, for the first God. time. Look, Doris Burke is my girl. Hi, uh, Daddy. We, 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 <laughs> it's a. Uh, That's like me when I hear Jalen Brown in a post game. Hi, that, Daddy. It's like Zaslow. It's like Zaslow bringing up Myers Leonard on the pod. Hi, Daddy. You should see the look on Joey's face right now. He looks like a like a freshman in high school. Who's but here's the thing. That wasn't the only good. crazy comment in that game. They came out in the second quarter, and they went to Malika Andrews, and she was talking about how she talked to Brad Stevens about how the team was going to come out and whether they were as loose as they said, and she brought up uh, some of the players, and this is what she said Daniel Tice was doing. Daniel Tice was slapping booties. What is happening on ESPN? It's the bubble. Everyone in the bubble. Daniel Tice was slapping booties. 
I mean, if that's how you got to get your team fired up for game one, and then you know what else? And, the, and then she didn't even get the. You know, I had to, I had to cut it off after. So I, this was the end of the clip. Daniel Tice was slapping booties because then this happened. Hi, Daddy. <sighs> you having fun, Joey? This I don't even know. <laughs> I could do it all. I could do this the whole episode. Doris. Doris. Uh, I mean, wow. People people were loving them some Doris saying hi daddy on Twitter. They were loving it. I mean, it, I didn't even realize it when it happened and then when I heard it on Twitter I was like, I got a growth spurt but it's it's going horizontal by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no more sound bites. Go, I'm I'm going to I'm just going to lose my mind here. Um All right, you want to talk about the game? I do, yeah. I, 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 I'm trying. Man, I can't shake that. I, that that Doris bite is that has Doris rattled, bite is has me rattled a little. It's bit. It's a permanent fixture. Just so you yep. know. Oh man, Doris. Uh, game one. This is this is what we wanted. This is the this is what we paid the big bucks for. Overtime in the Eastern Conference Finals in Game One. The Heat beat. The Celtics, 117-114. There are so many, so many stories in this game to unpack. But um, let's just start. I, I was ready to crush Jimmy Butler. I was ready. And then he hits the go-ahead three with 22 seconds left in regulation, and then he gets the go-ahead and one with 12 seconds left in overtime. Up until that point, until he hit that three, he had only taken like nine shots the whole game. I was ready to crush this, him. This closer thing is like... It's becoming I real. I just don't know if, it, if if they can sustain it like this, where he really doesn't, you know, attack um, for basically the first three quarters, and then turns it on when he has to. Um, but it, it's it's flat out unbelievable. Um, what was his line here? Twenty points, five assists, five rebounds, but two of the biggest shots. You can hit in it. In I mean, a he played playoff he, series. for the most part. He played really good defense during the game, but he was a non-factor offensively for like forty-five minutes. He was. He really was. Um, man, which doesn't seem. So, which you're right. Doesn't seem sustainable. These teams look so evenly matched to me. That's why I'm so excited for the rest of the series. Um, first number I, I want to hit is if you told me ahead of time that Marcus Smart was going to go 6 of 13 from 3 tonight. What I would have guaranteed. Crowder? What about Jay Crowder? 5 of I'm 9. I'm saying 6 of 13 from Marcus Smart, I I would have guaranteed Celtics 1 by 10. Because I even said to Zaz the other night, you can't you can't expect Marcus Smart. Yeah, but Smart if Jay Crowder goes like 5 for 9 and scores 22 points, how much do you expect the Heat to win by? I think Jay Crowder's a better shooter than Marcus Smart. But yeah, I mean he played Oof. great. I'm just saying I mean he's a good shooter, but he's not that. He's been shooting great. Yeah, both of them. That's why coming out of this game, like, even if you're the Celtics, you can't be super disappointed. I mean, you're you're not happy, but you got to look at it like, all right, Jimmy Butler only took 14 shots. We'll take that all day, and it was an overtime game. Uh, I'm good with that. Jay Crowder's not getting 22 every night. Goron has to eventually regress. He can't be this good all the time. He's old. This is if I'm the Celtics, right? I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, the zone, the zone defense didn't work. wasn't effective. 
Uh, it was not what the Raptors did. So it'll be interesting to see if, if Spo at any point decides to do the box and one or the triangle and two type of stuff, the gimmick, the, the really gimmicky stuff. He mainly stuck with a two, three. Um, and in the first quarter, it was like a traditional two, three. And then the rest of the game, when they went to it, they, he had like, he had the, he had the, the, the bigger wings at the top of the two, three, and then the smaller guards on the bottom with Bam. But either way, neither of them mattered. Jason Tatum just roasted them. He did what he's been doing. I mean, Jason Tatum, the amazing thing is he is so clearly the best player on the floor. He's a, when he's he's on a the, superstar. He's so he's damn a, he good. He's a superstar. Um, but it's like what Zaz said yesterday. They're bucking the trend. They really are. It's it's crazy to me because, like, Adebayo was, bam, was, he was kind of underwhelming for a little bit. But they didn't really need him offensively because their scoring is so spread out. Um, and we have to talk about the block. If you missed yeah, yeah, it, right. I, yeah. I, I hope you didn't miss that game last night. So he he, he blocked. But. So Tatum, they were they were up two. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Up two with like what? Less than a minute in overtime. Twenty two seconds left. It was after Jimmy got the and one. So it was twelve seconds left. Cause they so they went was it it was regular yeah, it was it was an overtime. The, no, the it was block. an over the block yeah, was an yeah, overtime. Okay. So Jimmy Butler gets an and one with 12 seconds left. The Heat go up two. Celtics call timeout. They iso Tatum. Tatum goes right by Jimmy Butler. Goes up. Right looks like he's going to have a dunk to tie it, like a highlight poster dunk, and Bam has one of the best blocks. I see a lot of people out here on Twitter. Again, I'm on Twitter probably too much, talking about best defensive play in NBA playoffs history. Easy. No. Easy. When you That's have a when rough. you have a, a a play that has a name, the block, the block is the best defensive play in NBA history. LeBron in the finals. I, I will say when the play happened, it went through my head immediately. That's the second best defensive play I've it's, ever seen. It's in up the there. Season. I would say there's other ones that people I think it, we I mean our generation probably forgets, like when Larry Bird stole inbounds pass against the Pistons with like five seconds left in the Eastern Conference Finals to save the series. People forget that. Um, I think people probably forget when Hakeem Olaj, when the, you know, the Rockets were down in this series against the Knicks, like like 2-1. I think they were about to be down 3-1 to the Knicks in 94, and Hakeem Olajuwon blocked on Starks. They would have been down, I mean, the Knicks would have won a title. So in terms of, like, importance... There's bigger blocks, but in terms of just how badass and awesome yes, the play like was, it's, it's number two because cool. you see the yeah. still shots of it and you're like, holy shit, man. The ball was partially over the rim and Bam meets him and his wrist kind of bends backwards. So, so my question is, is that goaltending? Because if no, he's because, coming down. No, because the shot hasn't left Tatum's right. hand. You know, the ball hasn't reached its arc because it's still in his hand. Um. But that's what's going to be so awesome about this series is they seem so evenly matched that I see all these games coming down to who makes plays and who doesn't make mistakes in the final two minutes. Yeah, Boston and needs Boston needs Gordon Hayward. I I definitely agree with that. Um, and I'll say it again: Marcus Smart is not going to keep up the shooting. He just isn't. Um, yeah. Well, that's where I was like, if you were the Heat and you lost this game, you're probably coming out of this game saying. Kemba still looks bad, even though he finished with 19 and he hit that clutch shot. Uh, 
and Marcus Smart's not going to score 26 every night. And Kemba, Jalen, Tatum, and Marcus Smart all played 43 minutes or more. So coming out of this game, win or lose, if you're the Heat, you're probably like, we are in a good spot. But yeah. they win, so they're even... I mean, I still believe this this series is going seven games, but let me tell you something. If the Heat can pull off game two, it's going to be tough, be, tough, yeah. tough for Boston because they're... They're let. I mean, they're playing so many minutes, and I, their bench is playing really well. But that's also something I don't think they can sustain. Like Brad Wanamaker had an incredible game tonight off the bench. That's not. He had five steals. That ain't happening. Grant Williams hit a three. That's probably not happening regular. Like, there's a lot of things you could point to if you're the Heat and you're like, we are really in control of this series. Yeah. Other than well, the many, zone not working. I feel like almost every game we break down. Just in, inevitably, we start assigning blame. You know, oh, why? You that? Yeah, somebody's tearing down the street out yeah, there. Yeah, man. Okay. That's Fort Lauderdale Beach for you. <laughs> no, that was that was Philly. That was you? Oh, yeah, that, that that usually, I think it's me. Wow, that's really loud if it's coming through. Yeah. Because I'm recording. Yeah, somebody wow. was on a, a nice hog out there. <laughs> oh, anyway, really? Where, where, Someone's where on a nice it? hog? Okay. Go ahead. You were uh, saying every game it? we... Every, every yes. game we... In, Inevitably, we we start assigning blame. You know who didn't play well. Who that's not really here in this game. These well, two teams. Yeah. Were Other fantastic. than Kemba, Kemba was terrible. Yeah, he, he didn't put. Yeah. He, um, and I was gonna. I, well, just, yeah, I was ready to shit on Jimmy too. I mean, right. But I just mean, like both these teams played really, really well, and we already saw the Bam block two of Jimmy's incredible shots. Like this series is going to come down to some really awesome plays. That uh, yeah. that decided. It's gonna We've be already sweet. Got three. It's gonna be sweet. I told you Bam was gonna be a household name by the end of these playoffs. And now he is. Like it's done. That block. He's a household name. Mm-hmm. He was trending. I mean, he he's that. And and like you said, he didn't play particularly great the entire game. Defensively, he's always he was always he could be so much better offensively. Mm-hmm. I'm just, right I can't, now. He's just solid. He's I just can't wait till next year. Offense. I can't wait till next year. He's gonna be so good, man. Yeah, he really. And is. you know who else? Tyler Hero is an absolute stud, dude. That kid. I mean, I, I always thought he was going to be good. Like, I was high on him coming into the draft, but he's got star potential. He's completely he unfazed. 12 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. And that's huge for them because it looks like Duncan Robinson might not be able to play a lot in this series. He's just because of defensive a- athletically, yeah. He got in foul trouble quick. He's not going to be able to guard any of their wings. Um, Hero's going to have to play big minutes. So, I mean, he looks great for a... What's he, 19? 20? Something? I think he's 20. But um, yeah, he's 20. And like, he's so polished and he's just not afraid of the moment. Like, I, that sounds cliche and everything, no, it's, but it's like, absolutely true, though. He's just like, he's just ready for, for big shots. Big, like, anytime there's a chance for him to make a play, he seems to make it. He had an incredible pass in crunch time off of a deflection, a skip pass to, uh, to yes. Bam. Yes. Which was a huge play. Yep. But like, he just makes it look so easy. Dude, 11 rebounds. Was, 11 rebounds? I know. He's, he plays hard again. That is that is the the true difference. The true difference between this game and the other game tonight. Both teams were playing their asses off oh, in this well, game. You never have to worry about that it, with these coaches. Right. And it's just night and day watching the Clippers. I mean, you can see it. You can just see these two teams are bought in and they want it. And by the way, anyone who even questions Brad Stevens... That dude's a great coach. I don't care what anyone. I don't care if he hasn't won yet. That dude is. There's a reason why he's considered what he is. He's just. He's a great coach. But 
he's running up against potentially a better coach. Um, before the, the there's one last thing I want to talk about from this game, but before that, I, I would also say this. Not that he, not that anything happened in this game that makes me concerned, but keep an eye on Jalen Brown because playing a ton of minutes, he had that really, really bad looking fall in Game Seven. He admitted yep, he admitted the next day that he was not feeling perfect, and he wasn't. He for the most part in the playoffs, he's been pretty noticeable in every game. There was not a lot there tonight. He only had five rebounds. He's been averaging like eight or nine rebounds a game in the playoffs. Um, he wasn't. He didn't take a ton of shots. I'm not saying that he played all the minutes. So, I, but just I'm interested if he's 100. percent So that there total was play, total speculation. There was a play, and I was gonna bring it up, but I just thought it was kind of like a, a subplot. It was just something I liked about the Celtics. Jay Crowder, I believe it was Jay Crowder, blows by Jalen Brown, which you rarely ever see. Yeah. Oh, and, yes. Uh, I remember that play. Yeah. Brad Wanamaker, you know, got a little feisty with Jalen Brown. And I, it was notable noticeable, notable to me just because that's like a, a role player kind of yelling at, you know, a star. star. And, yeah. and that, just, that just tells you what this team is. You know, this team wants to win. I thought that was really cool. But now that you're mentioning it, yeah, we haven't seen Jalen Brown get blown by all playoffs. Nope. You know the uh, you you remember the play I'm talking about, right? I yeah. Mean, and also, I'll point this out. I noticed. I feel like J- J- Jason Tatum was guarding Jimmy Butler most of the game. I don't think Jalen was guarding him a lot. That I noticed, and Marcus Smart yeah. probably a little bit too. But I noticed Tatum on J- on uh, Jimmy a lot, but I don't know. It just could. It's speculation because they they didn't say anything about it, and he's they've said he's fine, but mm-hmm. he, he played forty four minutes. He played forty four minutes, and he was fine tonight. He just wasn't he wasn't what he, we've come to expect from him in the playoffs. And it wasn't from what I could gather. It wasn't based on anything that the Heat did specifically towards him. He just it's interesting to, to monitor. Last thing before we go, the game should have ended in regulation. And again, I've defended referees and I'll defend the referee who called the foul. So at the end of the game, the ref, the heat were up one. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. got called for a all out, whatever, however they call it, off the outside of the or before the ball was inbounded foul. Yeah. He ran over Marcus Smart. Um, they called a foul on Derek Jones Jr. It's a technical because they didn't inbound the ball yet. Jason Tatum hits a free throw and the game goes to overtime. I'll defend the ref because the ref was behind the play. So he couldn't see that Kemba pushed Derek Jones Jr. And Derek Jones Jr., he pushed Derek Jones Jr. into the screen. So that's why he ran through it. But he was behind the play. So all he saw was this dude just ran through a screen. That's a foul. So you got to call it. But goddamn, NBA, fix the rules. This, the 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 Heat had already used their challenge, so I get it. They can't challenge the play, but somebody has to review that play in that situation. And I don't blame it on the ref. The ref get the refs refs get calls wrong. It is part of the job. That's what replay is for. Fix the rules, because that that to me, I don't get mad about calls affecting games that much. And the Heat ended up winning, but there's got to be that has if they're gonna have review, that has to be reviewed. So I was fuming as well 
I just don't understand why it wasn't reviewed. I don't understand. Is, That's what I don't get either. Other than was the fact that, that reviewable like, I, by so rule? I went and started reading some of the rules, and I don't think it's reviewable. I think you can. I think personal fouls only get reviewed if it's a coach's challenge. And this is this is another. Which I don't is know also if stupid you rule. agree with this. If you get your one challenge right. If you prove that the ref messed up, yeah, but that's up, a whole other that's a whole other situation. I, 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 I understand th- what you're saying that you should get you should keep your challenge, but um, but even in the NFL, you get two challenges. Even if you win, no, if you if you get that second challenge, you have another. You have another. If you win both of your challenges, you can challenge again until right. you get it wrong. In the no, NFL. sure, yes, you could change it, but ultimately, like in the last two minutes of an NFL game, wouldn't they just go to a booth review? A hundred percent. So and that's the thing. It's not like saying, it was a live right? ball. Like Jason Tatum's going to the line, you know, they have all the time in the world. For yeah. Anyone that's got to change. The they they got to fix that. There's got to be a way and, to review that. And of course, ESPN, the broadcast is completely clueless. Like they, they replayed it. it. It's clearly, clearly a foul on Kemba Walker. And they don't even go to their rules expert who can explain, you know, the Celtics should have lobbied for that to be reviewed. It can't be reviewed. Uh, like, I was wondering, like, what, can we go to somebody here? Can somebody what tell saying. us what, what is happening? And then they, they, ESPN, just a pile on ESPN. The game's over. Go to game seven. Cool. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't care minutes. about Jimmy Butler's post-game interview. We can hear it later. We have we have YouTube. We have Twitter. Go to game seven. We're already seven minutes into the first quarter of game seven. <laughs> it's live. It's happening. Oh. ESPN just shit in the bed all night. Luckily, the game was amazing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oof. But yeah, the, the league's got to fix that. That's, that's, I, I will, I still defend the ref. I do. The call, he made the call that he saw. It's an imperfect sure. job. It's hard to do that job. That's why there's replay. If you're going to have replay, if there's, if you don't want to have replay, get rid of it. But if you're going to have replay, especially with, 10 seconds left in the game or whatever it was. Got to have it. Got to have it. Especially for something as black and white. I mean, that just was objectively a foul on Kemba Walker. The replay system is there to overturn shit like that. Yep. So either way, heat win. So we don't have to hear Miami fans complain about the refs anymore or for this one, for at least one game. Um, And we'll see if this series can be sweet series. It's already sweet, but it's going to be, it's going to be a fun series. Uh, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll probably have more Clipper stuff to talk about because this thing ain't going away anytime soon. And uh, we'll talk. We'll probably preview a little bit of Lakers Nuggets, I guess. We didn't really talk much about that matchup yet. That should be fun. So we'll uh, see you in the morning. Good one. Later. Later.